0: It's Guitar Nerds Gear
1: of the Year!
2: Hello and welcome to the Gear of the Year podcast series. The Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year podcast series for 2020. I am your host, Joe Brandon, joined this week by J.D. Short. Hello everybody, it's nice to see you. And Naomi McLeod.
3: I don't have a cool jingle, so hello.
2: That's that's totally fine. Yes, and we are... This is the first. Dear listener, you'll be aware this is something like the fourth. This is the fourth, fourth episode that you've listened to of the Gear of the Year podcast series. And as I stated on the previous episode, which was effects, it was a very long episode, that one. As I stated, this episode we're switching up the hosts to the base team because this is the Gear of the Year podcast episode for Best Bass Thing of 2020. Now, as was the case with a lot of the other categories, it's been a little bit of a stagnant year. Also, I guess part of it is that, you know, I was only doing a bass series for the last part of the year, so I maybe haven't had my ear to the ground quite to the extent I had with the other things, but it's also been a little bit slow. So there were kind of less things to talk about. So we decided whilst we're going to talk about bass guitars, bass effects, and bass amps individually... There's only going to be one crowning prize here, so we'll be awarding two runners-up places and one victorious winner, which will be crowned the greatest bass thing of 2020, rather than each, each thing getting its own category. So, for example, we could end up with three bases, We could end up with a bass, an effects pedal, and an amplifier, or any combination. Isn't that exciting? Yes, it is. Um. Whew, well, yes, I'm hoping this one's going to be... I think this one's going to be more exciting. A, because... Or potentially less argumentative, because I trust the opinions <laughs> of my co-hosts on this one far more than I do, you know, like Matt Knight, who has the world's biggest bedroom rig and has never played outside of his bedroom, and, and you know, Jay and Mark, who, is, as far as I can tell, don't like guitar. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so. not a great start, <laughs> no, exactly. Always difficult, always difficult. Um, mm. but yes, so, uh, so on this episode, we, we're gonna talk about our favorite things. So, we've shortlisted, I'll, I'll read you out, dear listener, the shortlist of products, uh, that we've come up with so far. So, the things that we kind of boiled it down to that we were excited about this year were the um. The Ashdown Lowrider Bass, the Serek Grand Bass, the Fender American Pro 2 Precision Bass, the Music Man Stingray Short Scale, the Nordstrand, how do you say it? A Nix. A The yeah. Cat Bass. So the Nordstrand Cat Bass, the Reverend Wattplower Mark II, uh, the Empress Bass Compressor, the Boss OC5, the Warm Audio Foxy Fuzz, the Orange Biamp bass uh, pedal, Um, the Ashdown Ant bass amplifier, the orange little bass thing, and then two entries from Darkglass, the Darkglass Alpha Omega 500 Head, and the Darkglass Element Headphone Amplifier. Those are the things that we ended up talking to. Also, kind of honourable mentions to products that sort of made it in, but you know, then we didn't end up talking about so much. Um, Solar have moved into the world of basses this year, and you know, everything that's come out of Uh, ola england's brand solar has been absolutely fantastic i mean the the man has single-handedly moved the metal world out of passive and into hardtail sorry out of active and into Mm -hmm. passive hardtail instruments so you know very very cool instruments i I can't wait to try them but we just didn't know enough about them elric introduced their modern vintage series so doing some proper classic p and j style instruments um and uh, yeah, I think that's it. That was a kind of it. There, there were some other cool things as well, but I think that's it. Those, those are the things that didn't quite make it into our short list. Anyway. So we're not gonna talk about all the things I've discussed. We've highlighted a handful of things that we want to each put forward. Um so uh, you know, I I've, I've done a I've done a lot of talking. So let's let's start things off. Um JD, why don't you um why don't you start why don't you start us off with your first your first product
0: that you'd like to bring to the table? Um, I mean, the first one I'd like to talk about is the the Nordstrand Nix, uh short scale cat base.
3: We, we um, should
2: we should prefix this by saying this this I think is a really strong opener for this and a real strong contender for Gear of the Year. Um,
0: yeah, I I mean it's it's and I think you know we talked about on this show like I'm not necessarily. What not like I have I have yet to be super enamored by short scales. Although this year it seems different, but like I I w- was able to play the this bass at NAMM last year in person when those were that was a thing, and it just absolutely blew me away with how fun it was, how versatile it was. The the four push button pickup selector switches is just super cool, you know, because it it has the um basically you know there's no blend it's just you push button it's very very vintagey just very very cool um I know we talked about it for 20-30 minutes at least on an, another episode but yeah like it was it's the one inspired by Juan Alderette's um like his his Goya Panther and yeah everything like I, I just think these these bases are so cool and hip and hit like a very specific. Um, they're not like any anything else currently out there at, at for a big name, but also still still small. And I think they're
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, just stunning.
2: So. It was a really unusual choice for Nordstrand, considering the Nordy bases that I think were the bread and butter of the brand. And certainly, even when it comes to pick, uh, pickups, I think of them as being quite a modern brand in in kind of sentiment and aesthetic and everything this was super trad like super vintagey traditional you know like a cheap vintage
0: guitar yeah like i think it's yeah i, I think i think that's the thing that really kind of stood out to me as well because like a lot of the bases that carrie would make would be you know a lot of you see like the very high end like five strings like active you know that that would sit alongside like the Elrics or the Sadowskis or like that sort of vibe, and then something like this is just like it's just so cool because it's a base that most people don't have, or if you do, you have you have room for something like this, you know, and I think they're roughly what seven eight hundred u s eight hundred u s yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. You know, like it's high quality base for not, not necessarily something that's really going to break the bank. Like it's, you know, it's it's one you think about for a bit and then go, yeah, I want to get one. You know, and um, yeah, there's I just can't really say enough uh, good things about these. I think they're excellent
3: for how unusual they are. They have some really cool details in the um, in their web page as well. I think you have like six options of how. You want it to be strung when you order it um, from Nordstrand, yeah. which I love as well. And you can select on top of your finish, you can select your pick guard, which is a nice touch, also.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that's. I like like that
3: attention to detail for eight hundred dollars. I think is pretty hard to come by on on yeah. top of the already amazing design of of the instrument itself.
2: Yeah, completely, and and you absolutely the 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 button things they were on the original the Goya Panther, yeah. right? Yeah and yeah um, and there out. are like because it's just a master a single master volume and then the four the the switches are what each individual pickup and then are they operating tone as well
0: yeah so there's you basically have like there's a there's a flat tone you have like a roll off there's a, a massive roll off or and then there's like a mid-notch sort of tone um switch basically i'd have i'd have to remember what it is but it's it's just so it's just so interesting to like push a button so you have the four four pickup selectors four tone selectors and then you just have a volume knob like that's basically you basically it's 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 just one of those super cool like click click oh that's a that's a great sound Mm, you know mm -hmm. like it's so
2: cool you you're right it's so original so incredibly well priced for what it is and so on the money on the on on a year where really short scales are are becoming so popular you know especially for fender as their new mustang bases yeah. and their entire range of sort of mustangs and broncos continue to expand and just be incredibly popular this yeah. is the right time to release a super cool short scale um and yeah, I completely agree with you, JD. I think we're all in agreement. This, this is on the money. It looks really cool. Um, it's got some great options. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, I think I think the yeah. thing that I think the the eight hundred US price point and the, you know, and the fact that it's like they're all inspected in Carrie's shop. They're all you know before they go out, and that's sort of that model. And it's just it's one of those things like it's really cool. It's something you can get that's not that's not in that over a thousand point, you know, because like that's yeah. when it starts to be like okay, so I'm expecting a bit of differences, but yeah, like I think price point wise, I I, I struggle to find something else. Yeah,
2: it's the sort of thing I'd expect Eastwood to yeah to to reissue, yeah. but then I'd be happy with the price tag of eight hundred quid. I'd buy it and I'd accept those imperfections in the fact that, you know, Eastwoods are relatively cheaply made and manufactured. I'd accept that all because it's so vibey. But with this being a, you know, a Kerry Nordstrand instrument, I'd <laughs> you're actually getting something that's in incredible quality and is checked over at his shop. I I just think, yeah, there's. It's unusual. There's nothing like this at, yeah. at the moment. Uh, it's very cool, very interesting. Yeah, a super strong contender. I think we're all in agreement there. Yeah. Um, Naomi, why don't you bring something else
0: to the table?
3: Well, Joe, it's another short scale bass. <laughs> 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 Are you surprised? No, you're not. Cool. No. Okay. Um, yeah, I. There's, there's. I mean, there's a few things I'd like to. I'd like to talk about this evening, but. Um, Absolutely, the CEREC Grand, I think, has to be first out the gate for me. Um, as I've talked about Seric, we've talked about CEREC quite a little bit. Super cool. Um, small company working out of Chicago, is it? It's Chicago. Um, and, yeah, basically, the Grand is the first batch from an otherwise custom builder. Um, so... Jake eric has now done two batches. He did his most recent batch of the grand, I think it was this very month, December, he sold out the batch in 75 minutes. So people are absolutely <sighs> catching on to um to these new batch builds. Um and I guess, yeah, will we talk about the the more recent of the two? Because he he's done different yeah. finishes but otherwise identical specs. So yeah, we've got a short scale with a a maple neck. We've got a,
2: a roasted maple neck. Indeed, yeah. it's lovely.
3: Indeed, more roasted, the more gooder it is. Also, to reference black books, um, yeah. And how would we describe the body shape? I mean, it's a, it's quite unusual. Definitely vintage, vintage styled. I'm not kind of Guild E.
2: Not... It's got that sort of Guild B series right vibe
3: to it yeah but i couldn't i couldn't put my finger on a on an exact kind of a hark that he was going for with that i mean it's yeah. a it's a, a wholly unusual um body setup really everything is sort of offset we've gotten an, an uh bias racing stripe cutting across the body yeah. as well yeah. as well as an offset um pick guard and to top it off an offset pick up so the pickup he has put in is the TV Jones Thunderblade pickup um in mid position so yeah you're gonna get your full punch whack and boom out of that um I also need to bring up that there is an onboard fuzz circuit on this base this is outrageous this blows my mind like. This this would have been I I would say the cherry on top to push me into the queue for the grand had it been in line for a new base with uh with the release of this um, yeah we all need onboard onboard fuzz circuits um, <laughs> it's passive as well yeah so you no, don't no have to battery mess around yeah oh, oh amazing it's so
2: good I don't know why more things don't have fuzz circuits on board but outrageous.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I I don't want to be just listing the specs like what you need to know if you don't know about Seric Basses is he's is a an passionate and authentic builder of incredible instruments. I was lucky to play a few just that have that have kind of seen in passing. The first was I think Tim Lefaves um Silver Midwestern and yeah, kind of saw um, a few kind of batches since then and ones that he's built for people. The quality is unbelievable. The price point's insane. It's... Um,
2: how much are these batch builds going for?
3: These were... Were they 1,500 US, I think? Yeah. It was they were less, actually. I think they were 1,000 US. Yeah, I think... That, yeah. What? Th- yeah, 1,000 US, I believe, was oh, the number. I didn't buy this. Um, yeah, Joe.
1: Because, <laughs> Seriously. It, because it
0: was in that first... I didn't like the color. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that that is actually
2: the you reason. You didn't like the color.
3: Yeah. Do not come at me and tell me <laughs> that you don't like a gold racing stripe on a black instrument with oh, a Oh no, black that I do like. Card. The
2: second one. Yeah, the second one I can 100% get behind. Everything should be black or sunburst. so that I'm I'm totally on board with.
3: Good. Good. I mean the the yeah, the first one was super out there color. It was like a it was like a um a yellow with a sort of a
0: Yeah, it was very DHL.
3: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Can we quote you on that and send it to Sarah? (laughs) I I mean,
0: not saying it's a bad thing. It's just, you know, it definitely, you know, you're not going to see anyone from FedEx or UPS playing that bass. Right, (laughs) right.
3: I can't unsee that now that you've said it. Um, But yeah, still super sharp and super out there, whereas he's gone for the... um, I don't know. Maybe it's a summer winter thing. He's gone for the black sparkle and black with the second batch. So I mean, the black sparkle is unreal.
0: Also, I just want to try to re re uh, help by reconditioning. I think that like the the DHL that like, that that base really gives me like it feels like very like six nineteen sixties like Italian film vibes. It feels very oh like,
3: for sure. You know, like yeah.
0: Fiati, like some sort of like spy romance movie from this from like an italian 1960s scene.
3: Yeah, so absolutely. I was sorry, I'm double checking here. I need to go back myself. Um I was way off with the prize for batch number 2. Batch number 2 is on the side at 1900 US. I see. Um, I see.
2: It's doing very very good for uh, for for what you're getting for a comp- a kind of a a custom shop build with a built-in fuzz circuit, I think. Yeah, 100%. Less less money than a a Fender professional P-Base. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But but that is still very, very good.
3: Yeah, and still super stoked to see what he has in store next year. I think think 2020 was the first year of his kind of five-string builds for people as well. So I don't doubt we'll see more of them. Um, But yeah, the Grand, very cool. Uh, Ticks all my weird criteria as well.
2: Yeah, incredibly. Another another really strong contender, I think, yeah. um, for, for gear of the year. Uh, now, my, my first entry, and I'll stick with bases, seeing as we seem to be going for them first, is, um, and, you know, predictably, as obviously, I've, 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 I've let everyone know on the podcast that I am now employed by uh, Ashdown amplifiers to do their social media and whatnot. But I'm absolutely going to rep the lowrider, their bases. So Ashdown started doing bases. For the first time this year, they introduced like a, a slew of models that they'd teamed up with Dan uh, Larkin from from Lackland um, Bases, and of course, you know the, the Lackland Bases and D, D. Larkin Bases have existed um, for some time, making Leo Fender esque. Um, uh, body shapes, P and Js, as as of course the wonderful, wonderful audience of social media are always keen to remind me whenever I post a picture of an Ashdown P or J. <laughs> um, so thanks for that, everyone, because of course I had no idea. Anyway, but yes, the Ashdown have released a slew of a slew of, uh, of bases, all in kind of cool classic designs. But then they had the low rider, which is very interesting. Now, it, you know, the Ox was a big user of Ashdown bases in his time, and and John Entwistle was indeed a friend of Mark Gooday, um, the owner and founder of Ashdown Amplifiers. And so, um, I think the the base that has kind of Mark's hand in it far more than any of the others is the low rider, which is very a very obvious. Hats off to John was Fenderbird, which is when he took the body of a Thunderbird bass and added a bolt-on um Fender neck. I can't remember if it was a precision or a jazz. I think it was a P neck that he added um to it to to make kind of a you know a, a mix of, of both instruments. And Ashdown I've kind of taken a, a little bit of a, a hats off there because this is a Thunderbird style body, but it's bolt-on. Um, you know, so already kind of far more in line with kind of the, the way most bass players play and then kind of a, you know, a simple 34 inch scale, uh, you know, predictable hand oiled, very modern neck with a real taper on it. So a real jazz style neck then when it comes to, yeah. And it's very tapered as well. It's a really fine jazz based neck, which Mm. I found made this made the whole thing surprisingly, very very playable despite the the shape of the instrument maybe kind of you know being more of a showy instrument so it's going to be more difficult if you find yourself sort of if you play finger down you rest your arm a lot on the instrument yeah um I, i i found this surprisingly comfortable and i found myself surprisingly coming back to it over and over, more than I was any of the others. And then when it came to pickups, they they put two massive, passive, eight-pole, big Music Man-style humbuckers um, with jazz-based style controls, so a volume, volume tone, hip-shot tuners, Wilkinson hardware, kind of a, a range of finishes and you know an option for rosewood or maple neck. It was just something that I realised no-one was really... Doing. And I thought it was a really cool option, and especially to have Dan Larkin's name in association with it, you know, you're getting a real quality instrument. And they come in at just under a, a, a thousand pounds. They're, they're made in Korea in the same factory as Reverend, who I'm sure <laughs> brand oh. will be talking about on this podcast as well. Mm-hmm. But just as an absolute, as a, as a real kind of a slicer call, something that's, you know, worth a, a real nod on this year's gear of the year. Um, I thought very, very cool, very cool bass. Certainly for anyone who's looking for something a little bit different, but this doesn't necessarily want that Gibson sound.
3: Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm, I'm into the, um, yeah, I'm just into the mix of specs. I like that on the maple neck, you get your block inlays as well. Yeah. Um, Hipshot hardware is always an absolute plus. And yeah, I want to hear those massive pickups because I have a similar configuration on my Reverend Mercalli. I've uh well, it, yeah, on mine it, it's a, it's kind of a, a PJ, but it's those um yeah, those brick kind of music style pickups and they sound huge. Like I definitely Best. I definitely like them as a pickup pickup configuration, so I'm I'm keen to hear this for sure
2: yeah it's great i mean it's it's so much more full range almost than anything else i would normally play it's just Mm -hmm. such a kind of a a complete sound i feel very 80s when i when i play this because it's got that kind of zing that you get with kind of the that sort of full very full range toppy toppy sound i find myself always rolling off the neck pickup a little bit relying more on the bridge and just getting that real kind of that that honk that sort of yeah. 80s honk um but you know it a perfect aggressive metal base in the same way as it's actually incredibly articulate and mm. uh um surprisingly comfortable but yeah a super cool a super cool base um nice. now i think we've got one more base to to go into the mix here um <laughs> Oh, no, we've got a couple more. We've got yeah. two more, yeah. haven't we? Sorry, yes, we've got two more. JD, why don't you uh, why don't you take us away?
0: Well, I was also going to talk about, uh, here we go, the uh, Music Man, the Stingray short scale, uh, which is obviously new for this year, which is the point of the show. But it was just really, uh, really intrigued me. In that the Stingrays themselves, like the, the entire history of the Stingray has always been, you know, that, that next step from a jazz, from a P into the, the Stingray with active electronics, having that like that classic like boosted lows, zingy treble, you know, it's like it's all of those vibes taking it into sort of a short scale. Which one, just playability wise, but I think it, it also really starts to show just how um, versatile, like the the Stingray base itself can be. So the you know right. single s- single pickup, it's just it's just a really cool classic, um, fairly traditional like shape in the sense that you know it's it's a shape that's been around for you know fifty years, but it's also uh, I just thought it's super cool that, you know, that it comes in, uh, you know, basically a three-tone burst um, or what was it blue, gray, metal flake? Starry you know, like, like th- those are it, your yeah. options. It's And to be fair, if you sit down think about it, it's like those are probably the two choices that I would end up going <laughs> with. It's like, do I want this to be more, you know, like more vibey, just sort of, you know, like am I playing more roots kind of music? and i want like that sort of feel or or do i still want this to be like a metal flake finish and then you know really just with everything that's you know like music man like this it's just everything about it is quality they're absolutely stunning roasted necks you know like everything it's just um you know like the the necks are all like oil and wax finished like um Aluminum or aluminum control cover, you know, it's just <laughs> like it's like everything has actually been thought about, like all the like taking the weight and making sure that it's it's positioned properly and everything. It's just yeah, they're they're stunning for a twenty two fret thirty inch bass. But yeah, the, <laughs> the yeah,
2: next, next on on Music Man there's there's nothing nothing like them, like the attention to detail and the quality finishing on 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 the necks of yeah. Music Man guitars, and I feel like they're you know uh roasting maple became popular a few years ago and i think it was perfected by music man yeah. like they they get it right they it looks so good the the that sort of oil uh, on the back of the neck that then switches with that line to gloss for the headstock is just always absolutely incredible well um, and
0: I mean, the other thing is like, I know we keep kind of coming back to this, but when when we did that factory tour a few years ago with them, and I say factory tour, like it's a book. when, When we were at their factory walking around and it's just like the necks that they put out, like for just, you know, like standard build base level, like whatever you're getting kind of necks were some of the best necks I've still seen to this day. Yeah. Like even for whatever level of like you know, boutique builder showcase, like Nam style, like they're just, or just like unreal amount of flame and bird's eye and everything that was there. It's just, yeah. Yeah, so. I, I,
2: I couldn't believe that they didn't separate off bits for, you know, I mean, they certainly do for Ball Family Reserve, but it's they didn't tear anything. It's just yeah. the the, everything is incredible from, From the you know, I mean, admittedly, the most affordable music man is still going to set you back the best part of two thousand pounds. But you know, everything from 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 there upwards was absolutely incredible. Yeah, completely a welcome addition, a short scale stingray. But um, yeah, super cool. Okay, well. Uh, we've got one more bass before we move on into amplifiers and effects. There are far less that we've come up in those come up with in those categories. So Naomi, won't you talk to us about your last bass? Absolutely. Suggestion.
3: Do you want to guess what scale it is, Joe?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Do we need to on the short scale bass guitar nerds podcast?
3: <laughs> um, it is. It's a. No, it's not a re-release. It's a Mark II of a wonderful model that we were graced with um, just a few short years ago. It's the Mike Watt Wattplower Mark II by Reverend. Yes. Um, so, I mean, you know, I was a little biased in that I was already a huge fan of the Wattplower Mark I. Um Played one in a store, was just bowled over. I mean, uh, it, anyone familiar to Reverend, it won't come, to, come as news to you, you know, that these guys really like to impress with every release. Like there's, you know, there's some kick-ass new feature with whether it's, um, yeah, whether it's a weird pickup configuration, whether it's crazy new finishes, whether it's just a model where you know, like the triad, where like the the configuration is just not really like much else that's on the market currently. Yeah. Um. So with the Wasp Player Mark II, with the Mark One, we had I think it was just a pretty classic P configuration. That's and right, yeah. there's like a is it like a triple P plus a Pitbull pickup at the neck? Um
2: it's, it's out outrage it's one and a half precision pickups.
3: <laughs> it is, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. one point five P configuration uh plus the yeah, Rio Grande, sorry, make the make the pit bull um pickup which is at the neck. So yeah, overall you have just a hugely you know, added aggression um versus the versus the Mark One and you've got your hip shot hardware, you've got a it's a rosewood neck, I think, isn't it? Or Pau Ferro? Yeah. It's, yeah.
2: Pau Ferro one, one interchangeable.
3: Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, sorry, it's it's a Pau Ferro neck and it's um as with as with most most if not all Reverends, it's that beautiful Karina body. So you've got that really characterful um tone overall. Um, yeah, and it's in a banging emerald green finish as well. Such so, a great finish. Yeah, like it's, the, the... Just, it's just so impressive looking. I mean, you know, studio or gig or turning up pretty much anywhere with it, it's going to make an impression before you even hear it, which is one thing I love about, um, like I said, uh, pretty much all of Reverend's releases. They they do make an impact.
2: The um, the the pickup switching on this, I think, is is incredibly useful because it's Mm. um that that uh, essentially the the high part of that the precision style pickup the d and the g is always engaged and so it's a three-way toggle and you're just selecting whether you're playing the bridge e and a part of the pickup or the neck e and a part of the pickup or then it's the the ball completely separately on its Mm. own Mm -hmm. so you've kind of got um like traditional p-bass uh, you know, a topier P bass or like E B style bass. I just think yeah. those tones are those tones really make sense to me as being the three three options, you know. Like who really ever uses just a bridge pickup on a jazz bass unless you're playing lead? Do you know what I mean? It's kind, yeah, of, absolutely. It's kind yeah, of like yeah. that's not actually a useful option. Yeah. Whereas every tone on this is, is something that you could use. I, th- I think it's an, Stunning looking base as well.
0: I mean, the other things I just want to shout out about it too are the Lay side dots, which are yeah. my favorite things to come about in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years about mm-hmm. bases, And um, that they have a synthetic bone nut. Um, one, because bone gross. Two, uh, it's just like, it's you still getting those, like, it's just such a nice, like, it's a nice feature for for a base like that like it's it's clearly something that that's probably not something that's gonna sell it for a lot of people right because mm. you'd be like i don't know what's what's a what's a nut like fifteen fifteen quid to to put a new nut on at some point but it's still just like the fact that it comes with a good zingy nut is is just it's just really really great <laughs> nice. this
2: it, this is a really good base I can I feel like this one is when we come down to sort of counting down everything this is the one that's sort of going to come in left field for me because mm-hmm. there are a couple of the others that seem a bit more obvious but this one just you look at the specs and just even the way the instrument looks just everything about it is just so good I feel like they've really nailed it and it's really something original but also
0: totally
2: usable Yeah
3: um, yeah completely just- yeah, I mean, mm. it
0: looks absolutely out there, but so familiar. I guess it, you know, like too, like if you saw it, you wouldn't be like, "Oh, I, that's that's just a bonkers bass," right? But you you look at this and you're like, "That's just cool." Like, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. A, right. Just a, a really well done signature instrument, I think. Which, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. I'm really um, into this idea of just like. Shoving as many pickups in as possible, so you don't need to put a <laughs> ramp on it, like, <laughs> like yeah. all these players that's, are doing now. Cool you point. don't just be <laughs> like, "Hey, just put a pickup there." That's fine. <laughs> okay, right. Well,
2: I'm going to move us swiftly away from bases. We've had a chunk of them um, that we're going to be choosing from. I want to talk about something completely different. Something that's not an FX pedal or an amplifier. Um, I'm going to talk about the dark glass element, which did get mentioned in the oh. Guitar Nerd's podcast, yeah. but of course, it's so much more appealing to bass players than it was guitarists. Even though it works on both, that I think it is worth mentioning here. So, Dark Glass obviously have been creating absolutely fantastic, incredible looking stuff for, um, you know, for some time. I feel like, as I mentioned on on. The Guitar Nerds podcast, I feel like no one's really nailed making amps look like Apple products quite like yeah. Dart Glass have. Um, and they've done a really good job of just capturing this kind of premium modern aesthetic as well as making the functionality something that appeals to younger professional players, like a move away from big, heavy valve stuff or things trying to look traditional or rock and roll with ripped tolex and beer stains. Like, they are the the amplifier for people who play through MacBook pros. Um, and I, I actually say that in a good way, but, yeah, <laughs> no. um, but the element is a fantastic unit because it's, it's kind of a, a headphone amplifier with an onboard bank of five cabinet simulators. Um, and then you've got the ability to to change those through the dark glass suite, um, But it has a multi-channel USB-C audio connector, so you can use it as an interface. So you can use those cabinet simulators straight into your DAW, whether you're using an active bass with a preamp. Maybe you want to go straight and use the cab sims off of there, because they do come with a predetermined EQ. Or if you want to run a a preamp or a Class D, as all um, dark glass heads are, amp head in front of that then you can do that as well it basically makes every single class d head a perfectly you know a perfect recording tool um as well which is very good it's standalone it can be a headphone amplifier has two headphone outputs if you want to i don't know play to a friend i don't really know why it has that but that's fine that's fine i don't care about that um
3: it's better to have than to than to want
2: (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly and then an XLR output um, so that you can run it straight into a PA, um, which is very handy if you if you're not using a cab and you just want to go into front of house. You know, you remember when people used to play in venues and stuff. But just as a tool, I think it's incredible. It's something that it looks like dark glass are going to continue to expand on, changing the cabinets. They've already added new cabinets via the dark glass suite. It'll be interesting to see what direction they take this product in. I feel like it's the sort of thing that could be expanded in the same way. You know, not quite a bit in the same, a similar way that we see Helix keeps changing because it's just software that you're updating. I think we could see mm-hmm. some interesting stuff from from Element as a product. This is just, I, I don't care about headphone practice. That's always just seemed really lame to me. But as a recording tool, I think this is a fantastic looking and fantastic quality product um you know i didn't mention that all the everything's touch screen on there as well the 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 blend of the cab sim and the headphone level and also the the switch between your five cab sims it's Um,
3: so slick looking are those like ribbon ish faders yes that's right that's that's awesome at that one point i would add to that joe is that some some of us do have to do headphone practice you see um and especially yes, yes. in a year like 2020 where so many people have been removed from beloved, damp, mouldy, cold rehearsal rooms and relegated <laughs> to our warm homes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like years ago when Yamaha released the THR, I was like, oh my God, apartment damps, Of course, people live in apartments. But it's like, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's really nice to be able to monitor at that level and and in a base specific unit. Um you know something that that little bit nicer than the than the Vox amplug that has done so well for obvious reasons because it is handy and it literally is that little bit of amplification you know that that will sound nicer than going straight into your interface if you have one um yeah. i think this yeah i think this fills a a gap certainly that i think was there certainly in the in the base specific market and and at that price point where you know you don't necessarily want to delve into into kind of Helix and HX um land and prices but you do want just really really nice uh monitoring i really like that you can swap out the iors as well that's very cool
2: that 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 was the part i was i remember having the call with um uh with with bruce from from adg actually who we mentioned before uh he's a wonderful friend of the podcast and is Mm. always really great at getting us stuff to try out and talking to us about the the products and uh, I was sort of like, the element was fine until he told me about sort of the, the fact that you could swap in the irs. Then it becomes a tool that you can tailor specifically to yourself. Yeah, completely. Um, I just think, you know, I bought a really nice oak desk this year, like a sort mm. of dark, stained, walnut looking oak desk. And I'm like, that dark glass element looks great on this desk. So <laughs> yeah. it's just a pre... I love that it's a premium product yeah you know absolutely. rather than rather than the amp plug um,
3: yeah completely i mean that's no surprise coming from dark glass everything of course everything visually is is very aesthetic from them and i you know it does like with a nice instrument it does add to it if it sounds nice cool if it looks nice that is cool as well
0: yeah 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 i just i mean i just want to second the like the the headphone practice i quite i quite like and i often have something with me just in my case anyway Mm -hmm. um whether or not i'm playing but it's you know it's especially great for for just being able to like like the one i have is just has a built-in battery so i can play it with you know just in a van or or in a hotel room or something like that and i think it's you know for like that kind of stuff just to have something it makes so much difference just having good clean signal and yeah. then being able to tailor it somewhat um, that it's it just it changes headphone practicing from just like, oh, this is, you know, like, in essence, basically me having a, a slight boost from my bass to my headphones. Like it, it's there's something really nice about it. I think mm, it's exactly. I think there's there's a lot of there's a there's a lot to be said for something mm-hmm. that that can give you another place to practice whether or not it's it's in a flat or whether or not it's it's you know something now where there's always people around like it's not like
3: yeah totally you know,
0: it's you know even if you could turn your amp up everyone's yeah. always home at the moment you know yeah. and sometimes it's nice just to be able to be like i'm just gonna go in my own little world and yeah. you know have headphones on so i think i mean this is lots of lots of lots of flexibility here and like it, it gives me like vibes like the old apogee like the Duet or like the Apogee one, like something totally. like that, like when yeah. you're talking about like the, the, like those interfaces that were definitely pro tools, like MacBook pros when those were, you know, like it was, it was all that vibe. So yeah, it's, yeah, I think, I think this this is great. And I'm happily, um, I'm happy that this is here and we're chatting about it. Yeah. yeah.
3: Do, do we know, can of take a battery? I'm just looking at it here.
0: Uh does it take a battery? Or just regular power? No, I think it's I, I think it's uh, just power. Yeah, so the Hold the, on the,
2: I've got it somewhere.
0: Yeah.
3: Because so. what what you made me think of there, JD, was um you know, the other very regular need for um for I suppose mobile monitoring is when you're en route to a gig or you're backstage yeah. at a gig and you're you know you need to go over tunes if you're if you're playing somebody else's stuff. Well, that's um,
0: what I use mine for is learning my parts. Uh, yeah, at the cramming. 11th hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what? And so what I have, just in case anyone's looking, I, so I have the Phil Jones uh, Big Head, which is the oh yeah the early one. There's mm. a newer one now, but it's I mean that one's great because it just charges with a USB micro. Um, and it's got an internal battery so you just charge it off a usb or have it plugged in and then it's and it goes for hours and hours so it's yeah
3: awesome and has it got like the aux in and all that i'm sure yeah aux in uh
0: gain and volume bass treble boost cut yeah Yeah. all that
3: fun stuff has the has the element got an aux in i'm trying to look here i haven't got a good photo in front of me i don't think Joe, um, are you back?
0: Yeah, I, I, I was looking for. I can't
2: find it. It's
0: it nice. does have an oxen. I hope. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's got a, it's got a the three point five mil. So just the yeah, the mini or the one eighth. Um, every yes.
3: <laughs> See, I really like this. I like the idea, especially when so many of us are kind of spending more time on our computers. Just with, um, I suppose current events. Uh, just the idea of removing the computer from the from the signal chain in yeah, terms of yeah. in terms of getting. practice monitoring and kind of writing um which in my case i've been trying to use some of the kind of evening times to do um you yeah. can sometimes get a lot more done with just an OGS in and and a pedal unit you know i was doing that yeah. with my ebs micro bass um for a long time over the summer i was just popping the OGS in and having something playing from the phone so i could jam along to
2: yeah yeah i think um yeah, it's it's. I, I definitely underplayed. You, you're right. You've you're both convinced me on the sort of the um, the the practice element of it. That's something I don't think about, but it is definitely something that's incredibly relevant. And and it's nice to be able to take the computer out of the mix in yeah. in kind of, and still retain the quality that you would get were you're going into a door with a bunch of
3: plugins. Basically, are, it's are just that. We...
0: Naomi and I practice.
2: I was just and gonna say
3: <laughs> Is it that we are simply witnessing your realization yes. that you need to yes. practice? I do more. not
2: practice. Yeah, I really don't okay. practice enough It's okay. The first
3: step is admission. Yeah. First okay, step is admission. Fine.
2: Great. Okay. Second step right. is rage. <laughs> I have uh, I've I've organised this quite badly because I realised the last two products uh, that we were going to talk about, JD, you were going to present us with both of them. So why don't you pick one of them? And I'm sure you know you'll only be introducing them. And then we'll all be talking about them anyway.
0: Yeah. You. So what? I, well, with that, then I'll talk about the the Ashdown Ant. Um, in that it seems like the next step from a headphone amp to a 200 watt super small sort of can fit on the pedal board style amp um and mostly you know with this like i one i think it's great but i it's the the thing that i really like about it is that it's just the the idea that this is coming to bass players in the sense so you know a couple years ago you started seeing these on on guitarist boards or the most you could get would be like 50 or 100 watts or something like that but this is a 200 watt Base amp that fits on your pedal board, um, that sounds good and is like straightforward. Um, you know, giving you sort of the tweakability you would need um, with just you know, like your you put a bit of shaping and everything, but just being able to 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 also use it for headphone practice um, or you know, feeding it to a mains out or anything. But it's like I've I've used a lot of. Um, you know, sort of the like preamps of varying different degrees over the years. Like one of my favorites it currently is the Eden module, which doesn't get talked about uh, nearly enough. I don't um, even by us, but but it's it's that's one of my main ones. And it's um, I use it quite a bit because it's it's got all the tone shaping and I use that as a headphone out. Like that's one of the things I'll use if I'm at home sort of practicing as I'll be playing through that. So I still get my normal tone and everything. And it feels like this is taking it from, from that and just having like an actual amp to go along with it so that you get the the versatility of, of taking a good sounding amp with tone like on your board and just being able to like pick your board up and plug it into any speaker you wanted to, or any cab you wanted to. And especially, um, especially like gigging, you know, like well, again, when those are things again, but like gigging where you share a back line, like being able to just like potentially take the amp from your pedal board and plug your pedal board straight into a cabinet, like really gives you a lot more control. And, you know, than and not having to lug around, like even even a micro sized Class D head. I mean, which this is, but like just being able to have it on your pedal board, just seems like such a cool A cool thing and gives you a lot of control potentially you know like in a fly rig or any sort of touring rig or even just as a nice backup to have with you you know like no longer do you have to have like a complete separate head um which the rest of polymath would thank you for but you know being able (laughs) to have like a separate you know like a, a, a separate backup head that is good that is already on your pedal board seems great
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a hundred
0: percent. For me, the like the other
2: part of the ant that I think makes it a, a very good product was when I got really into Helix. When I first got my Helix, I was um, I wanted to play it live, but I certainly didn't want to use go, be relying on venue PAS. Like, yeah. who who in their right mind's going to do that at the sort of level gigs that we play? So I. I I this is before the Ant came out. I went to Ashdown and and got just like their, whatever their 300 watt their cheapest class D head so that I could run out of the uh Helix into the effects return mm. and and use that head as a as a power amp. And that way I could still that way I could use everything on the on the Helix and still use the preamp side of it and Still get the most out of that. This, the ant, just seems like the product built for bass players. And this is what I sent about said about the newt on the guitar podcast. This feels like a product that's been built for bass players who are using Boss GT 1000, Line 6 Helix. Yeah, you know, all of those products. Take this and the HX Stomp. Well, you could get that on a pedal train nano. Yeah, and you've got and, and and you've got any rig you want you know those two things and a decent you know whatever 112 and you've got a fantastic small venue rig that you can make sound like any amplifier and so whilst this product isn't exciting especially it's 200 watts it's a simple eq you know it's virtually a just a a floor-based power amp it does open A lot of doors for everything from simple fly rigs, as you were saying, JD, to people who want to experiment with all the incredible weird multi effects. And that's that's a door that's normally shut to bass players, I think.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's it's the function of this that makes me really excited to not only for this, but to, to kind of see more of it. Hopefully it's the hopefully it's sitting on the beginning of kind of a trend
1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombuscom slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I, th- I think that's that's the thing I want to come back. Is it? It this feels like the beginning of a trend, and it feels like Ashdown is this is the first legitimate marker for it mm, in like mm-hmm. a reasonably priced, small, robust, big name. You know, like like all all of those boxes being ticked, it just sort of feels like, yep, I think any of us, like not even just here, but like anyone, would be mm. happy being like, I'll I'll grab this. I feel confident in this. You know, like uh, you, I, yeah, I just think it's, and I think what is it roughly about three hundred?
3: yes, yeah,
0: it's you know like it for peace of mind alone, and and I just think about like just going to different rehearsal you know spaces all the time or playing with different like groups like being able to just again have this on my board like on some sort of pedal train and just be like boom here it is like grab a cab and kind of kind of go is just such a it's yeah i'm just really excited to see this product itself but then also what comes next
2: i think yeah. that yeah. that is that is also part of it for me that you know we will be the question of this product when we come to putting it through into the list. I, I, this is a fantastic product, but I agree. I think it's the start of it. It's not quite like I need this to be 500 Watts so that it can, it can hold up at a louder show. And at the point they release a 500 watt one, I will get my GT 1000 core, the 500 watt version of this on a pedal train nano. And I will just take that and a cabinet and that will be my rig. And that, I love the streamlinedness yeah. of that Same. concept.
3: I am stoked at that idea. Just one less yeah. bag. Yeah. It's like you know, I remember thinking during well, not during I mean it's obviously still going, but like, you know, the the kind of leaning towards super lightweight Class D heads thinking like what could possibly be the next step (laughs) and then like amongst (laughs) everyone else going Cabalos with their you know with their uh, sims and kind of helix setups maybe this is it maybe pedal board bass amps are gonna have a a cool few years with um you know combining with our with our multi-effects units so neatly like it's yeah, it's, it, it, it I just I'm mirror, I'm echoing what you guys are saying but basically I I would like to see these appearing on more boards and like exactly like you say Joe just with some more wattage um like a 300 or a 500 I would be super interested straight away cuz like you're, yeah like well like both of you I'm I'm kind of playing louder stuff as well usually. Yeah.
2: Yeah. When when these first came out I thought about getting two but then I was like what? <laughs> I'd just have to bring two cats. This wouldn't save anything. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. exactly.
1: <clears throat> but uh yes
2: very cool okay we've got one more product before we start talking you know start looking at what we're gonna what's gonna go through into our top sort of fives or threes or however we choose to do it one more product and jd you're bringing that to us again and it is the first and only oh no i'm sorry i totally there <laughs> yeah. are two more products i just realized i didn't highlight the second one there are two and there is one for naomi and one for jd i'm just there a is fool. uh naomi why don't you talk about the
3: next product Awesome. Well, I think, yeah, I think it might be the last one led by myself. But yeah, it is, of course, the Boss OC5, which was the long, long awaited um, successor to the the OC2 and the OC3 that we've become so familiar with over the years. Uh, but mostly, I think OC2 enthusiasts were, were really always going to get excited about the OC5 um, because it mirrors so many of... Um, the what we love about the oc2 so yeah held on to a lot of the same design except they boss split it into two modes between vintage and poly uh making it super popular um and a source of excitement for guitarists as well um in the vintage setting we're pretty much operating exactly as the oc5 um except we also have the addition of the one octave up as well as one octave down and OC two, OC five. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, but
2: yeah. The, the in that mode, it's it's the same as an OC two, right?
3: Oh yeah, it is. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. It is. Thank you for the correction. Um, yeah, and then in in poly, we um, we get we gain the addition of the of the plus one octave. Um, but yeah, it. I mean, it sounds sounds superb. Sounds damn close. Um, I think there was probably some some good discourse occurred on. Um, whether it really, really matched the uh the vintage tones of the OC two, um I don't think anything will ever sound exactly as the OC two, but I think in a mix are you really going to notice the difference? Um, and no was my answer. <laughs> um yeah I'm a yeah I'm a huge fan. Um design wise super neat nothing too wildly different from our usual boss units. Um slightly I, like one thing I loved about the OC two was how simple um the the knob design is simply direct octave one and octave two um but yeah i'm not gonna spend loads of time talking about the about the design on um on top of the OC5 only to say that the two modes are a really nice addition the octave up is a super nice addition as well kind of puts it in similar range to the pitchfork and pog type products um and then the Poly, I didn't mess with too much only because I was quite um, determined to only try it on, on bass. But it does have a cool function where in poly mode it can reproduce octaves only for the lowest note that you play. So it's quite intelligent in, in that respect.
2: Yeah, it has the range control, which allows you to yes. affect how how many of the... Uh, yes, it, what sort of the the amount of of notes that it applies the octave effect to, which is is very cool. So definitely something more suitable for guitarists almost because that's yeah. beneficial for chords so that you're mm-hmm. just getting a clean chord, but maybe with a a synthetic bass player on the low end. but certainly the o c two mode incredibly incredibly useful. having the the polyphonic mode, I agree, it means that you've got a pog there as well. So there you go. that's the two that's the two most popular octopedals for bass players, the Micropog and the OC2. Uh, mm-hmm. And you've got that all in one box. I mean, at the time I was angry about the fact that it wasn't a Wazza pedal because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense, Matt Knight. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> but... <laughs> But it's, but it's also good because it means it's not exp- expensive, you know. So the only yeah, the only people that it's it's affecting is is boss for this stupid decision not to make it well, a Wazakraft pedal. But it does mean that it's an affordable boss pedal.
0: I mean, I think to me, like that's yes, it, like this is exciting. I mean, it's it's an update. Basically, it's a, it's an updated reissue of a of a pedal that's been sorely like like needed but it's it's one of those things but it i think for me the most exciting part is that it's not waza craft and that it is yeah. that they made basically something that sounds like our favorite oc2 reasonable to get because you could still buy oc2s but they're 500 pounds you know like right, they're yeah. they're right. ridiculously expensive for what they are you know and and the fact that they're the boss themselves can be like how about we just give you the ability to get that sound or as close to that sound as you're going to be able to get in today's age with other benefits, mm-hmm. then for a reasonable price, like that's like that to me is the most exciting part of it is it's like it's just a really good octave pedal for the right bit. And, and it doesn't end like namely like you're saying, like where it, it's very, very close you know and there's mm-hmm. plenty of internet debate about what they sound like but mm-hmm. it's it feels like the fact that like i i think the thing for me is like the OC3 is like i always knew that my OC2 sounded better and i don't have yeah. my OC2 anymore and then now i feel like that's gone and that's worth it in and of itself is to be able to just not be like yeah but there was a better version of this you know or it's just yeah. like yeah there's this is this is a really this sounds as great and it's not it's not a vintage pedal you know That's so yeah, yeah completely i well, mean
3: these these things should be accessible and you know in terms of a straight end line octave with really good tracking um it's it's really nice that that is a is a current release and not a not a sought after thing where people are subjected to the heartbreak like I was (laughs) when my OC2 arrived um, suspiciously cheap with one of its three knobs being a Um, non-original. Yeah, agonising times, guys. However, that was not the case with the OC5, which is why I'm nominating it for gear of the year 2020. (laughs) Um, Just one more note as well, uh, uh, excuse the pun, on the OC5 is... I really like that the octave up is, I mean, it's as it should be and that it's, it's, it's transparent. So you, you, you don't get that sort of um, quite characteristic thing that you get with with a lot of the the Pog models, um, that sort of slightly sitari um yeah. tone. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like th- it's quite
2: I- subtle. At, at first, I, I wasn't into it because I was like mm. having to dime the octave up just to get that poggy sound because i was like oh surely this is should sound like a pog but it doesn't quite and i think you're right it's just it it's it's you have to get into the mindset of this is designed to be a little bit more subtle and a little bit more organic
3: yeah exactly i think it's a i think it's like a uh maybe characteristic and i'm guessing it's the resonance is kind of what makes it like that in the pog um Mm. and yeah i kind of like that it's um a little bit more maybe standardized, but yeah, huge fan really pleased um, looking forward to hearing lots more people playing them hopefully next year
2: yes, I think we shall okay, one product to go, and uh, jD is the it's another effect it
0: is the warm audio foxy tone box uh, which is as you may say is a fuzz sustain octave uh, sustain uh, all <laughs> All put in a lovely fuzzy orange container.
3: Um, Yeah. And it's velvet
0: container. Freaking velvet. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) so good. So warm audio is like, is mostly to me. I knew of them mostly from, um, like, pro audio, like recording gear and microphones and, you know, compressors, preamps, those sorts of things. They've entered in um, with a couple of guitar-based effects, but really just really good effects that sound good on anything. So, really versatile effects. But the the Foxy Tonebox has – what are the controls on it? It's basically just – Volume sustain octave sustain, and f- oh. f- and there's a mellow bright fuzz. Yeah, yeah. so like yeah. yeah, so three knobs and a and a and a switch, um, which is great. Uh, just because it's cool. The other thing is like they're all, um, it's like what Warm Audio does with Pro Audio is, is they they basically get really good components, put them in a very straightforward simple familiar circuit so it's a lot of you know picking up like vintage vibes of the past kind of things mm, but mm-hmm. being able to um i mean this is for real nerds like gold-plated um pcb pads uh carbon Keep- resistors germanium um like uh, premium like film Keep capacitors <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's like everything that's just like ooh ooh i love it and then you know like new old stock uh transistors like all sorts of things, just in these, in these boxes that that are that different kind of fuzz. So I know we've talked a lot on this about the difference between like gated fuzz and like vintagey, you know, like a warm and woolly um, fuzz. Not necessarily the um, pickup wine that Kerry Norstrand does for his warm and woolly big blades, uh, but <laughs> but like that warm. Also, this box is woolly itself. But like taking it, um, taking. It's much more like that sort of vibe like this big wide open uh, just like gaping maw of a fuzz tone um as in and and you know like I love an octave up um I love an octave up on a on a fuzz as well like being able to switch it in and out just gives you that extra like brittle bite um certainly for bass mm-hmm. I think it's I think it really helps cut through um this is just. Yeah. I think, if nothing else, this pedal is just super cool. And, like, I think of it more sort of as, like, a, as like a desktop sort of thing to run my my 808s through or to run, you know, basically anything else I have um, in, like, doing sort of reamping kind of things. Um, I'm just, I mean, it's not really a risk anytime soon, but, like, imagining this soaking up um someone spilling beer on your pedal board but like you know like just like that velvet that smoky smoky beery velvet um (laughs) scent but like yeah yeah. you'll
3: you'll have to just recreate it at home until until it's become a thing
0: again (laughs) would not take long to be fair Right.
3: I'm just imagining you, like, staging beer spills and, yeah. like...
0: But, oh, no. Drunk. Oops. Yeah.
3: Oh,
0: oh, yeah, that's definitely been gigging. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> it's from the gigging. It's from all the yeah. gigging.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah the, the, the gigging So many gigs. Yes. So many gigs. Yeah. So many Zoom gigs. They're, yeah. they're just, <laughs> I set up my other laptop and play to myself.
3: Did a live stream the other night. Things got pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Those crazy live streams, yeah.
3: Um, yeah, sorry, I'm getting carried away making a joke where yeah. Joe and I should be offering our. That's our what thoughts. we
0: do. I just, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a fuzz pedal in orange velvet with super high, uh, highly prized components.
3: Yeah. Boom. Awesome. Did you <laughs> did you mention? If you didn't, I'm reading that they. They actually sourced and used in the design the original um, new old stock transistors, which yep. is awesome. The Fairchild ones, yeah, so, um. yeah,
0: and
3: and like you say as well, Warm Audio are possibly one of the be- better placed brands to be doing something like this as well in terms of like a reissue of a really classic thing. Yeah, um, and and I I like and I'm excited for their move from from studio gear into kind of adding more guitar products and pedal products. Um yeah I'd be excited maybe for some some more stuff that they may potentially look at.
0: I mean they they also make um a jet phaser which a oh, jet sick. phaser and a old fuzz is one of my favorite tones. Mm-hmm. Um I mean definitely like I mean I'm thinking more like Larry Graham slapping vibes from yeah, like all yeah. those Google Larry Glam Larry Graham slapping uh, phaser and you'll see, but right. it's just like the that that sort of like tone which is like that's that's an unreal sound for mm. certainly for like the seventies. Mm. <laughs> <You know>? yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the um the jet phaser we we're just looking at has awesome uh looks as well, has that kind yeah, of yeah. oh, their, their just look
2: fantastic.
3: Kind of fender blender look, yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, having heard I think it was Pete Thorne. Pete Thorn on YouTube. Yeah, he did a video on it. Yeah, yeah. he did a sick demo of the um of the Foxy Tone box. Um everything I've heard demo wise has made me desperate to get my hands on um on one to try, but super impressive. Really like their dedication to the original design and look. Yeah. Um mm. tonally cool. I like the switch function. Um as well and just the placement. I, I know that falls under design, but yeah, the placement will be interesting on a board. Um, not something <laughs> yeah. that I've had. Definitely yeah, exactly. vintage
2: no. For vintage board enthusiasts, I think this sort of a shape.
3: Definitely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I would be uh curious of it at a gig. But um yeah, I'd be I'd be in the same park as you on that one, JD. Superb pedal, definitely a standout for twenty twenty for me. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Yes. Very cool.
3: Okay. Well, that
2: is that is all of the products that we're that we're bringing to the table. So to reiterate, the the Ashdown Lowrider, the Seric Grand, the Music Man Stingray Short Scale, the Nordstrand Cat Bass, the Reverend Watt Power Mark II, the Boss OC5, the Warm Audio Foxy Tone Fuzz, the Ashdown Ant, and the Dark Glass Element are all. Uh, the products that we discuss now is the tough bit because we've got to boil this down to. I reckon if we each come up with the top three and then we'll kind of take it from there, we'll see uh, uh, see where we are. JD, why don't you take us away first? What, what products do you think warrant your top three uh, so far? What things for you would make it through at this point?
0: I would say... The cat base, the Nordstrand Nick's cat base, the Revon Wattplower Mark II, um, and then I think I think I might go with the Ashdown Ant.
2: Right. Wow. Two two bases and an amplifier making it through um, for you. What what made you choose like the Wattplower? Over the over the seric grand or the uh, or the uh, short scale.
0: I mean, I think the. I mean, just that everything about the flower is is bang on with what I would want, and the fact that every time I look at one, it just makes me really want to buy it. I feel like there's there's a lot of like just my guts telling me that this is this is a super super cool base. It's the you know, pricing of them, you can get them for about 12 13 So, I think, like, that was a big um, yeah. determining factor. And that they, they're they a little, um, it's a little, not necessarily, like, more traditional looking, but I think it it's it's a base that stands out but doesn't, like, always stand out. You know, like, know it, just, you it just seems it's, like, oh, that's it's interesting tasteful bass. enough, yeah.
2: but interesting enough yeah. without and it's, being and it's, tasteless. Yeah.
0: yeah, it just it feels like it could be like it but. could be a little it, it would be at home and it's something that's a little bit more aggressive. You know, this oh, like, absolutely. To me. I mean, I think all these would work for that anyway, but it just yeah, it just has like that sort of it feels a little over the top and it feels like everything that I would do to that base has already been done to that base. Yeah, it's a it's a perfect kind of chop shop like pre
2: customized base. Um yeah, I can definitely get behind that. Okay, okay. So there we are. Two bases and an amp. Naomi, how different or similar are your top three going to be?
3: Oh, I was trying to I was trying to use that time to Really frantically boil mine down to.
2: Well, no, no, that's what this is for. You can boil it down here. You don't need to announce them off the bat. What? What? Um, oh, okay. I was just what, putting yeah,
3: undue pressure on myself. No, yeah, it's my what, first what's, gear of the year, Joe. Go easy. Of course,
2: of course. What? What? What's got you confused? <laughs> what? What? What things are you juggling between?
3: I mean, I've narrowed down to six. It's still going to be a bit <laughs> of a job to get to three. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the. Uh, you know what I think are my definites. I. I think I can't not give the Seric Grand a shout only because, um, and I'm trying to really focus on, you know, the individual products and not kind of the merit of why I like the brand or why I like Uh other products. I'm trying to keep it super focused on the, the, you know, the individual um, pieces of gear that we're talking about just here. But I I really like everything about the Grand. I like that um, it was you know, arguably a little bit of a design risk to make a batch of kind of really unusual combinations of design yeah, choices. Yeah, he could have played
2: it safe, you know.
3: Exactly, could, yeah. Like, you know, his... Um, like
2: the ordinary one, he does the uh, the double cut
3: thing. The Midwestern. The
2: Midwestern. He could have just done the Midwestern. Exactly. You
3: know? So he, he already has, um, you know, he, he already has beautiful uh, body shapes already in place for sure. But um, yeah, I like that he took a risk. I like that it was a batch kind of um you know maybe changing who it's accessible to um maybe there are some people who are kind of nervous to go for a custom build I know I would be like just because I changed my mind on things so much and I'm incredibly impatient <laughs> so like there was a, yeah there was a lot of things about the the idea of the grand and the grand itself that um I thought added up to being a really badass product um so that's I think a definite for me um I feel like I can't uh, eliminate the watt player just yet again a superb bass i feel like everything we're talking about is it's kind of like looking i mean obviously it being a signature model but it is kind of like looking at someone's modded bass and going cool yeah, yeah. i want to yeah. mod the bass the way you've modded your bass um and i really like that yeah i guess what i'm saying is it's just a really really cool um signature signature instrument um the cat bass again so many cool design choices there even if they are um pulled a little more directly from from um, an original model um and then beyond that the ant i'm really impressed by the ant i'm really impressed by what it does and i guess i'm excited to see more of it like we were all saying too um and beyond that then I'm very biased towards the OC5 just because it's the only one I've tried um, of these. And yeah, the Foxy Tone Fuzz as well. That's where I'm at. And those are my reasons. (laughs) (laughs) In no short terms for um, trying to whittle them down. I don't know. Tell me, am I doing it right? Am I doing Gear of the Year right? Joe? Is this, this is how it, this is
2: exactly what you should be doing, <laughs> and this is exactly what this part of the podcast is for: is for kind of working things down, uh, working working out what our favourites. So we're supposed mm. to do this live; it shouldn't shouldn't come predetermined, and we should mm. be very much influenced by it, what, what everyone's suggesting. I, I'll I'll try and do mine if you want uh, to yeah, see if anything yeah. that I suggest do. maybe makes you more certain on your choices. You know, when we when I looked at this list, I was like, "Crikey, I think mine's actually going to be the Nordstrand, the the Grand, um, and like, oh, I I, yeah." I was I was so sure that those would be the two bases, and then it would be one other thing. Yeah, but the Wattplower just really until we actually kind of looked at it and spoke about it, I was like, "Oh, this is." This is better than I think this is or thought this was when it came out. This is mm-hmm. actually more interesting than that. And I I'm kind of finding myself in a position where I'm like, I think I prefer it to the Seric. I think the Seric grand is very, very cool. Mm. And there's nothing to stop me putting three bases through, of course. I think the Ceric is is very cool, but I'm I'm like, if I was actually put in a position of buying one or the other, I I think I prefer the watt flower actually mm-hmm. just partially because first obviously having a first circuit on board is fantastic but for me the 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 seric grand is just a little bit too um a little bit too bling even in the sort of black with gold with the with the glitter plate for me it's just a little bit too much I'm, I'm very conservative in my the way I like things to look, and I think for that reason, it's it's just slightly over the top for me. Whereas, sure, of, you, you like
3: of... instruments to be emerald green with an anchor on the first fret. <laughs> yeah. uh, loads yeah, okay, of pickups, fine, fine, yeah, loads okay, of pickups that's... and uh, lay <laughs> fret dots, right. but this subtle, absolutely, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> argument. It's a terrible <laughs> argument. I, I I realize that. Um, oh, put, it puts me put in a... accept That sorry, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine, that's fine. I I don't I don't like uh, scratch plates that aren't normal scratch plate material I, uh, there i can have that one that's that's my that's what my thing what do you
3: mean not normal material oh well, you I mean just, not I, normal finishes i just want
2: it to be it needs to be black or taut or mint
3: okay gotcha um
2: parchment out of push but that's mm-hmm. that, that, that that's that's it so I mean, it but, is parchment Something. <laughs> okay no. yeah um i i think the the cat base is kind of the obvious one for me that's the one that no one seems to be arguing with that one's definitely going through for me um i, I i'm gonna have to come back to sort of the 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 seric grand or the what flower i'm kind of in two minds and then the third thing that i didn't realize i loved so much until we spoke about it was actually the dark glass element what an absolutely fantastic uh and kind of useful I'm a sucker for something that's a bit inst- interesting and I love that bass guitarists have got a cool, weird, interesting product um this year. So I'm kinda yeah. going in with that.
3: Extremely cool.
2: I am gonna go for the what plower. I just I i love it. I think it's really, really nice. I really did want to put that serek through, but I'm gonna say at the moment, unless I change my mind, that I'm saying the cat bass, the element and the what plower I did almost put the ant okay. in. It's between the ant and the element there. Oh, oh, So many choices. But yes, I think for now, those are the three that I am more committed to than any others. Mm-hmm. The, nothing's locked in at this stage, though. Mm.
0: Okay. So Back are, at ya. So what do Back we do now? Well, well, where do we, we go from here?
3: We... Yeah, <laughs> JD and I are like, we're scared, Joe. <laughs> well,
0: we, we're
2: going to... We, we, <laughs> <laughs> we need. We're going to need you to commit to two more products, Naomi, and then we're going to have to whittle it down from there. So, what do um, you think? What? What is? Has anything that we've said convinced you more to go with one thing over anything else?
3: I'm buffering. D-A-H-L. I'm buffering hard. D-A-J. D-A-J. <laughs> well, I've, I've I've technically already got that. You see? Yeah, that the, one's already gone in. The Seric Grand
2: is definitely up for grabs.
3: Mm. I think I, I think really what I'm deliberating over is between the cat bass and the what player because I think you know I yeah I'm trying not to get I'm trying to be objective and not get too caught up in personal taste hmm. um also well, you, this I, is
2: about personal taste you know this is this is Yeah, our... no, of
3: course, of course. Um yeah, I don't know. Am I obsessing too much over over having a mix? Is it okay to just have three bases? You know, the
2: idea um, is to have the three things that you like most. And if mm. you are, you, you know, I I kind of when I, when I'm deliberating over these things, I wait for us to be talking about a thing, and me find myself like being like yeah, this is great. How how much is this product? Oh, I, yeah, I definitely want to yeah. buy this. Because like, there's a difference Absolutely. from being like, this is a great product, which I kind of feel was what I was doing when we were looking at the ground. I was like, this is really cool. And mm. then you look at things like the dark glass element and and I'm like, man, I need to use this more. i know like, yeah. how much is this? Can yeah. I keep this? Like, and that's that's for me always the, the, the mark. It's like, what things do I personally want to use rather than things that I think look cool? Because all these things are cool. That's what got them into this shortlist.
3: True. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I was, another way I was trying to think of it as well was, what if I was to, you know, what if I'm trying to imagine to create a picture in my mind of this thing called a gig? <laughs> and of this list, what would I, you know, what would I bring to bring to said gig? And would it be, you know, because that that can kind of help break it down. If if we were, um, if we were set on a bass, on an effect, and an yeah. an amp, we'd be, you know, we'd be building a rig each, which which would of be kind of cool. Um, I don't think I cannot include the Wattplower. Player. I think the Wattplower is going to have to go in for me. Power you know?
2: goes through.
3: Yeah, and. And, and, and. Mm. I think I'm boiling down to being between the Foxy Tone and the OC5. I think the Ant and the Element are very exciting products. The Element in particular, I could, I could see myself using, I feel like, if I didn't have. Um, I feel like if I didn't have the stomp that I'm using kind of as headphone mode, currently I'd probably be quite seriously looking at something like an element for myself. Um, Same with the ant. If I didn't already have a lightweight head, I'd probably be really interested in something like the ant. Um, But... What you're currently witnessing is me hoping that one of you guys will say something because <laughs> I'm becoming incredibly they, uh, self-aware of emming and no, umming no. that that's that's what
2: this bit of the podcast is absolutely all about is people being okay. unsure. That's what the listeners pay for. They pay yeah. to listen to us being unsure. They pay unsure for about this one. chance
3: to go and make their cup of tea so they can <laughs> yeah. come back and exactly. hopefully I'll have decided. I mean, I think um, I think it's well, just I mean, saying
0: that like every everything is so good, right? That it's it's like yeah. it's like trying to f- f- Figure out that last slot of like anything would fit, and we're trying to we're trying to give the best option.
2: And- so I'll
3: do. I'll, sure, I'll, I mean, I mean, it's it's good. Arguably, that we're that any of us are struggling.
2: If if uh, the I thing is, start. if you like, look at. Uh, I mean, basically, the the kind of you're saying you you're coming down between the fuzz and the OC five. Mm. For me, like the yeah. ant and the element both offer so much more to the community. If that's something you're going to consider yeah. as being like. Yeah, a, a, a criteria. It's a good factor. We yeah. we argue every year about what the criteria is, and we've mm. agreed now that there is none. It's whatever you want the criteria to be. Sure. but If 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 the communities, are, you know, something, then I think dark glass element introducing something like that for bass players is very important. Ashdown introducing the ant like to bring helix style playing as as well as like pedal board rigs to bass players. Like no one's ever done that. And I think that's a, a really cool thing.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: The OC five is an absolutely fantastic product. I think it's the least exciting out of this list. Not that it's not a very essential product. It's just um
3: I'd agree with that. I I don't it, think it's, it's it's not um it's not to use the term, it's not going to set the world on fire.
2: Exactly, I think there are like boss have releases where you know if we isolate bosses as, as the company, a boss have releases where you're like, this is a wonderful product, and this is going to be remembered as a wonderful product yeah. for a long time.
3: Absolutely, you know,
2: Ari. E. 20 you know yeah um yeah will always be an incredible product rc3 Mm -hmm. tu3 like these are products that stand the test of time the oc5 is just going to fall into this is going to be a thing there will be an oc6 in in a couple of years and um i don't know we'll have another octave up on it it's definitely a great recreation of the oc2 and it's Mm -hmm. good that we don't have to spend three or 400 quid for the oc2 anymore and and again all i'm doing is saying what i think you can completely disagree with me
3: yeah and i definitely Um, stand by us including it generally in the list because i think it was such a long awaited kind of um reissue i suppose or or kind of update in the in the oc line from boss you know the more you're talking the more you are swinging me towards the element because Every, I mean, everything about the element is is just really impressive. Um, from its design to its function to its um, what's the word updatability, um, it is very very slick indeed. It is yeah. cool.
2: But the fuzz is the one that we, we haven't talked about. That's something you selected off the back um, that neither me nor JD have added into into our listing. What is it about yeah. the fuzz that makes it that makes it stand out for you?
3: That makes it stand out for me. Um, well, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, tonally, um, from all from all I've heard of it, it's it's um, it's just yeah, really impressive in in that classic way. I think it's a really good um, hark to the original seventies um, design. I think I like the attention to detail that uh, Warm Audio have taken with sourcing um, some of the some of the original components. Um. And 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 actually, you know what, for something that is for a product that is performing a a pretty uh, well known function in terms of being being a fuzz box and granted, it's simply taking off the original design. I do think it's a really cool design. I think it's really, really cool to look at. I think it will stand out on a pedal board. I think it. um, Yeah, I think there's things about the design that, uh, you know, arguably I would prefer to more standard pedal designs. Yeah,
2: it is very cool. Only mm. you can decide.
3: I think... <sighs> that's the sound of my CPU usage going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, think... <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be the foxy tone for for me. The foxy
2: yeah. tone it's makes great. it through in by, in by a nose. There we go. That's, that's good, though. It's good when, uh, you know... You, the product listing was so good it should be difficult for us to whittle it down okay so that leads leaves us in a situation where jd has the nordstrand bass the reverend wattplower mark ii and the ashdown eight uh ashdown ant naomi has the seric grand the reverend wattplower and the warm audio foxy tone fuzz and i've got the nordstrom bass the dark glass element and the Reverend Wattplower, which Ooh. means that the warm audio Foxy Tone Fuzz, the Dark Glass Element, and the Ashdown Ant, Ashdown Ant, all have just the one vote. Um, m- making, uh, meaning that the the Nordstrand and, wait, well, what am I yeah. doing? The, yeah, yeah, the Nordstrand yeah. and the Wattplower. The Nordstrand and the, um, and the Wattplower both come in with more. Now, Every single one of us has yeah. selected the Wattplower, which kind of means, and this has been happening with a lot of the other episodes as well, It's almost not the winner that we're going to be arguing about here. It's the runners-up. Because mm-hmm. I'd say if we've all picked the Wattplower, ah. it's the only one that's had a complete, um, you know, all, all hosts agree on, that would make the Reverend Wattplower the best base product
0: of 2020, I know, but I feel like we definitely need to keep arguing for a little bit because otherwise, well, this course. isn't guitar nerds. If we, I actually, yeah.
3: <laughs> sorry to cut across you there, JD. I actually was going to argue that we could save on arguing time because <laughs> of this result.
0: Well, yeah,
2: well, th- we've still got to argue about the top, the the other two. Uh, oh, and God. that's that, that's God. what I mean. That's 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 exactly Great. what's been happening on the other episodes. We seem to all, all be agreeing on one product, but then everything else is divided. So the Watt Power is pretty much definitely going to win this category, but we do need to decide on the other two. Now, you know, second place runners up again. We've got you know the only other product to get more than one vote here is the the Nordstrand Cat Base, which. Both me and JD selected, which kind of gets the cat base um, a runners up position. But there Mm -hmm. are, you know, there's a second runner up position to go for here. And we've all selected different products. Slightly trickier because there are three hosts on this rather than four. And we've got Dark Glass Element, the Warm Audio Foxy Tone, and the Ash Down Ant. Does anyone want to make an argument for their product um, going in over any of the, uh, any of the competition? Well,
0: I, in a more basisy way, um, want to th- just say that I, for me, it was really between the dark glass element and the Ashdown ant. And it was kind of that at the end of the day, I just there's a hair that made me shift to the ant. So I would be more than happy with the element being a choice.
3: I I have to add to it the same um the same point essentially which is as as we heard a moment ago I was kind of um caught between the element and the Foxy Tone Fuzz. Really like I guess really the cool factor kind of won out for me with the Foxy Tone Fuzz but not yeah, like I, I, cannot argue that the element isn't cool either. It's a really, really impressive design. I guess I'm sort of into rough around the edges design versus that super slick, tech, um, Apple era design, which maybe was the hair that that won it for me with the with the foxy tone. Um, but yeah, I would, I would, you know, I, I think of of the three that we're talking through, I would lean towards the the element. It does seem to...
2: Oh, sorry, carry on.
3: I'm starting to worry a a bit here. Are we too nice, me and JD? No, no, no. I I, I feel like this is all going really well. And everyone's being very polite to one another. Like, do you need us to dial it up? We are so
0: supportive (laughs) bass players
2: exactly <laughs> this is right. this is something I was I was talking uh, I was talking to my partner Emma about about doing this and I was like I think cause this is the first one we've all done together as a as a gear of the year obviously we've got mm. whatever since 2013 was the first gear of the year podcast for the other Guitar Nerds hosts um, but I was saying that this is this was going to be a very different you know a different type of thing from the normal gear of the year simply because kind of when I decided I wanted to do bass guitar nerds nerds podcast and I started looking for the hosts it was me looking for hosts that I thought had you know decent opinions on equipment whereas guitar nerds is something that we were all thrown into from when we were much younger and all just worked in the same shop we all completely disagree on on products you know we, we've all got very very different tastes and it it makes that might be entertaining but that is not productive for for making a, a, a an end list of gear of the year products not a mm-hmm. not a healthy one in any case <laughs> certainly some <laughs> of the things we have ended up in up with in the past like as much as me and matt love great echo lion pedals well, exactly. We've had like power supplies, you know, win categories, simply because they were the one thing that weren't being argued about, you know. So they've sort of slipped under the radar. Everyone agrees it's quite a good product, and that's the only time we'll agree, because everything else will fundamentally disagree. On, in fact, dear listeners, as bass guitar its, uh, it's hosts, as we're recording this episode, we've actually. I've already recorded the finale of Guitar Nerds, which, listener, you won't hear until tomorrow. And I will <laughs> you're gonna look forward to it. It's the angriest I've ever been on a podcast. <laughs> it is it was we, we all finished the podcast and I think it's the shortest amount of conversation any of us have had with each other when we when we finished it up and we're just like, right, okay, cool. Thanks everyone. Um so just be prepared for the most amount of backstabbing, rule changing, and just you know, it's it's not good. where is this, is that I is that like, you or uh, <laughs> no? I I was <laughs> I have been backstabbed in tomorrow's episode. You will witness an awful backstabbing. Oh. Um, but, See this. Uh, this
3: is just unthinkable to JD and I. Exactly. Whereas I feel yeah. like we
2: here of have the... come up with a great list. This is this is actually a fantastic run of of products. Yeah. So you know.
0: yeah. Let's let's. So what what we're looking at is the Revon Watt Mark II. Yeah. And do we do we want to check? So there's that. Following that, it sounds like we're looking at the Nordstrom cap Base and the Dark Glass Element. In spots two and
2: three, that's correct. Yeah, yes.
0: Is is it like a true two and three, or is it just sort of like they're runners up? To be honest, so
2: it's like both just get called runners up um, when we when we announce it. That that's like we just have a a a winner. You know, everyone gets like a a web sticker,
0: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) or or whatever. So the uh, so there's a runner up and a winner. I would. I just say like. I mean, really, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I can't imagine really anything beating the But Knicks. I'm like, surprised it didn't
2: win. Yeah, but yeah. when
0: Naomi like was talking about the, the Walt Plower, it was just like, there was a thing where I was like, oh, yeah, like that is so cool. And it's, it's like ever so slightly, probably a bit more my vibe, but I love the mm-hmm. cafe so much. And it's... Yeah, it's just so interesting that it's also interesting, like the the yeah, like this. This is a really good list. I'm, I think we we did well here. I think this is strong. I think the
2: Dark Glass. So, so dear listener, that's the Dark Glass Element and Nordstrand Asina Cat Bass in Runners Up and the Reverend Power Mark II, winning the category of bass guitar in the Gear of the Year 2020 podcast series. I'm pretty happy with this. The Dark Glass Element represents technology and also isolated playing in the year of isolation. So, I'm glad we've got a topical product in there. The Asina is incredibly important, quite close to our hearts as well. You know, it's based on Juan Aldoret's uh, um, Goya Panther. Uh, Goya what is it? Goya the Panther. Panther, yeah. that's it, yeah. And and you know, of, of Juan Aldoret obviously he's still recovering at the moment and such an important cornerstone of the bass guitar community so i'm glad there's something in there that would that had his hand in it and then the reverend i'm just glad to see reverend kind of win something because they're such a fantastic brand ever seem to be the runners-up in the guitar Neds podcast despite the fact that we talk about them so much so nice to see something win and also just mike what what an incredible bass player as well so uh, i'm you know glad to what a dude. to see yeah an absolute dude so i'm glad to see kind of something as cool from such a cool man um uh, you know finish up top of the list so so there we have it well done hosts well done good job um, good job had a really Joel. nice job, time yes. yeah good yeah. job guys that was good that was good well dear listener Thank you for tuning in. And you can tune back in tomorrow for the most amount of Carnage on any Gear of the Year podcast to date. Um, So, yes, that's one more episode tomorrow, and then that will be the end for this year. And we, me, JD, and Naomi, will be back in 2021 with more of this bass guitar nerdery. Wait, is is that where
0: we're announcing it?